Hey, I'm good. All the good. way live. Me too, man. I'm glad to be here. I shouldn't be here. You shouldn't. I shouldn't be here. What? But I was getting ready to film um, some TV stuff back at the end of 2018, going okay. into 2019. I was getting ready to do America's Got Talent. Oh, shit. I was filming Phil Medina's uh, Not Your Average Comedy Show. I was filming a bunch of stuff, wow. right? And so I was out headlining in Ventura for a weekend. Nice. Had the best shows in my life. I was like, yo, I got this on tape. Like, you know how you get right, pumped, right? right? You're like, oh, man, I got it. Right. I got it. Like, ah. Right. And funny thing was we went out to eat after the shows, right? And I sat there and we're doing karaoke at this place. Mm -hmm. And I looked at one of the comedians and I said, if I died tonight, at least I had my best show on tape, right? right. Like, somebody got to get this out to the public. Right. Like, sell it somewhere, right? Right. Lo and behold, I drive home. This was out in Ventura. I drive home. I'm going south on the 101. On the 101. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And you know, there's no guardrails. Right. It's nah. just cliff. Yeah. And ocean. <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful. Have your bright lights on. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm driving, and I must have been on the interstate maybe two minutes, and this guy who was drunk and high as hell hit me going over 95 miles an hour. What? On a, he was on the same side of the street as you? No, you just ran behind into? me. Came up behind me and rear-ended me. What? Hit me four times in a row. He didn't stop. Hit me twice. What? My car Car started going towards towards the middle, median, you know, the, 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 whole the divider. Yeah, Whoa. you know the divider. Yeah. And I remember trying to turn because I was like, if I hit this divider, I'm done. Right. Right. So I got my car to turn. When I turned, he hit me a third time, Dang. and then he hit me again as I'm going towards the side with no damn. At this point, are you like, yo, who is this? <laughs> Did you not enjoy the no, show, motherfucker? I was just <laughs> trying to get the car in control. You understand? Why, I was trying why? to get the car in control. So, anyways, the car starts spinning. And then, thank God, where my car stopped. Like, I tried to get a hold of it. You know, I tried to yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. And then, finally, I was just like, I called out to Jesus. I was like, Jesus, please help me. Wow. My car stops. I'm facing oncoming traffic, and the front of my car is in the lane. Wow. Right? Charlie and uh, two other comedians that were on the show pulled up, like, turned around. They saw it happen. They right. got off the exit. They came back. Wow. I All I remember is seeing, oh, crap, I'm facing oncoming traffic. Right. Like, grabbed my phone, and I ran north of my car because I'm like, if something comes and hits my right. car and I'm in front of it, it's, right. I'm done. Right. Right? And then by the grace of God, like, I'm like, I don't even, there is not a scratch. There is not, like, <laughs> like what? You saw right? the best. I'm like, Lord, I am so sorry for cursing on stage ah. for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> like, I am so wow. sorry. <laughs> wow. Right. And so that happened and uh And you just ran away ran away from that point. The was guy, your car no, okay? so the guy, the guy kept going. He reversed. No, my car was definitely not okay. My car uh, was done. I had a damn. Jeep, it was over. Damn. The guy reverses. On the freeway. This dude is high out of his mind. Reverses on the freeway and stops across the street. One of the people that had stopped, just a normal person that didn't know me from, right. from anybody, had stopped, goes across the street to check on that guy, opens the door, all this smoke comes out. But it, I'm thinking it's going to be weed. It was like meth. Oh, shit. I was about to say, that's sativa. You usually don't meth. need it like that. <laughs> no. It don't sound like sativa. I don't know nobody that smoke <laughs> weed to get it, to do crazy right. shit like that. Nobody. Damn. So, yeah, anyways, long story short, that's that's what happened. Damn. They ended up having to come. The cops came. They had to, like, handcuff him to a to a gurney and get him out of the car. Like, he was resisting arrest. It was awful. Damn. Today's message. Yeah. Don't smoke meth. <laughs> Just weed, okay? Don't smoke meth. Just leave it at weed. Yeah. Go to Indica. Switch it to Sativa. Man. You know, play but, with that a little bit. You know, what's crazy <laughs> is that after that, it was crazy because, so I'm still having to film. Like, that following weekend, I'm wow. having to film. I had stuff that whole week. I was, I know, I remember Nyla was my casting director. She was waiting on me to get her tape. And I, my memory was just right. done. Like, the one thing that did happen is I lost a lot of memory immediately, and wow. I hurt my back quite a bit. Wow. And um, 
And I'll never forget, Rodney Perry called me. And oh, no. Rodney is like my big brother. Oh, shout out to Rodney. And I know I love Rodney. <laughs> yeah. um, he, had, he had been dealing with recovering from his stroke. And so he called me and was telling me, yeah. you know, eat, drink turmeric tea, like all these tips, like memory exercises to do to help me. And right. I remember I was recording on stage and I had note cards on the front of the stage. In front, You know how they have the feedback speakers yeah, so you yeah, can yeah, hear yeah. yourself? I had them in front so the audience couldn't see them because I couldn't remember my jokes. Wow. And I remember being backstage and um, Denise Carter and uh, uh, Anna Jean feeding me my material to help me remember because wow. I had to tape. Wow. I didn't have a choice. So that was crazy. And then after that, I ended up um, You were filming road. a comedy set. Yeah. Wow. Like yeah, that's stand-up a lot set. of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, with cards on the floor. I'm like, right. who does this? Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a minute, guys, if I could just get right. my cards. Right. <laughs> One moment. Can we do we start? Hold on. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the crowd. It was it was at Oxnard com, uh Oxnard oh, uh, Is it Levity? Levity Lodge. Oh, that's a nice room. Favorite favorite yeah, that's club. A nice days, that's it's kind of new, favorite. right? Yeah, it's very new. Yeah, yeah. And the crowd there, it was packed house. And I I remember the host had told them that I was in an accident the weekend mm. before. And so they were so forgiving because there was a moment in my set where I just paused and you could tell that I went out. And, the, and the, somebody in the crowd just was like, Amber! And I was just like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for saving me, bitch. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I shouldn't wow. be here. But then everything since then, it's just been, Wow. I was on the road almost all of 2019 thankfully and then 2020 happened and, yeah you know we had, had to, all this we momentum shift right we had to shift right so so let's go back you're originally yeah. from north carolina north carolina yeah born and, and raised born and raised yeah. at what point did you bring your ass to la so i grew up in north carolina okay. i graduated high school when i graduated yeah. high school i moved to the philippines Okay. I deferred college for a year, moved to the Philippines. Slow down. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're not just going to bypass the Philippines. We're going to keep going. <laughs> like it's just Philadelphia. You said the Philippines. <laughs> North Carolina, the Philippines. Right. Hmm. <laughs> so my dad, um, my dad had gotten a job opportunity gotcha. there. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go see the world. Because, nice. you know, I, I don't think, I think if I could encourage everybody to do anything, I would right. encourage you to like get out of your house right. and go travel somewhere else. Right. Go to a third world country. Go somewhere that has less than you because that experience had really shaped who I am. Right. Now, I don't think I had, and, and I didn't grow up rich by any means or sure. privileged by any means. Sure. You know, aside from just the white privilege that I'm born with. You know what I'm saying? I grew up across from a trailer park. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so it, that experience was the first time I saw real poverty. Mm. And and when I tell you real poverty, like children that are malnourished mm. coming up to you begging for money kind of thing. Wow. So it's humbling. Right. And um, I think everybody yeah, should needs have to. that experience. But I think, and you're onto something real deep, because I think that lack of perception from a lot of America mm -hmm doesn't give us that sense of gratitude that we should have. That's why we're frolicking and finicking and fighting and bickering over bullshit yeah. a lot of the time. I also think it halts our growth as a country. Right. I think it halts our growth as a country. One, what, people always ask me, what was that experience like? And it, it was probably the most amazing time in my life because... How long were you there, by the way? Uh, six years on and off. Like, I was there for a full year, and then I went back to school, but I was traveling back and forth. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that was a lot. How old were you? I turned 18 there. Okay, so and I saw 9-11 there also, which wow. was, and I, and I had a boyfriend at the time who was in the, in the uh, Coast Guard and was in one what? of the buildings that was hit. And so wow. I'm in the Philippines, like, losing my mind. Oh, <laughs> right. You're like, that's my cousin. I'm like, my baby, my baby. <laughs> 
Wow. You know, that was crazy. And, and talk about terrifying when we had to fly back to the States yeah. after that, because here I am in a whole nother country. And I'm like, hey, we got to fly. You know, when you're international, you normally fly into New York or LA. Right. Like you fly into one of those big ports and, right. and New York had just got targeted. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God. What? And my grandfather passed just after that, just after 9-11. So we had to fly back. And I remember like on my hands and knees praying, don't let my plane be the one that gets hijacked. Right, right. And then I remember me and my dad like talking about, this is what we're going to do. Wow. In case it gets hijacked? <laughs> he came up with a plan? Shout out to your pops for being ready for whatever. Right? <laughs> like we were really going to do something. Right. We, we probably both would have just been like, Ugh. Right. You're like, what about the plan, Dad? Right. No, it was crazy. Wow. So yeah, living there was living there was incredible. I volunteered a lot. I did a lot of work with um, some orphanages there. Wow. Um, That's it, why you're so sweet. There, let's see. It prompted my. Word, there we go. It prompted my. Uh, it prompted my nonprofit that I'm working on. Gosh. So I'm putting together a nonprofit. That's dope. Um, to do shows that contribute finances to build schools there, and then they don't even have a lot of places don't have books or or paper or resources, pencils or yeah. any resources. Wow. Right. And our schools, like, they just throw the books away every year. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Computers, like, some of these, um, like, outdated Sony. Outdated computers and stuff, yeah. Not even outdated, though. Like, Sony Studios, like, all these studios, not right. just Sony. I'm saying Sony because it's the first one that popped. But all sure. these studios, I think every three years they get rid of their laptops. Those wow. computers are still right. great. Right. You know what I mean? So I want to get that stuff over there. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. So we go Philippines, we go back to USA. Yeah. Philippines, back yeah. to USA. You go back to North Carolina and uh, start? Philippines to North Carolina. So, okay. Grew up in Concord, North Carolina. Gotcha. Moved to the Philippines. Gotcha. Went back to North Carolina, but went to Boone, North Carolina, which is a small school. We beat Michigan, just gonna say Okay, it. okay, beat okay. Michigan, just had to put that out there. Just had to throw it out there. Okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> we beat Michigan, and then I transferred schools, but was still going back and forth to uh, huh. the Philippines. Okay. The Philippines, so, yes. and I transferred to Montana. That's where I graduated. My other brother was in Montana. Okay, and so cool. I wanted to have some family nearby while I was finishing up my last couple of years of school. Cool. Um, so went to Montana and then from Montana went to New York. Gotcha. And then from New York came here. Gotcha. So you went to New York. Yeah. Did you know at that point entertainment no. comedy was something that you wanted entertainment, to Entertainment, yes. Comedy, no. Gotcha. I worked in television. I was a uh, producer for CSTV. I worked in college sports. I did some on-air talent stuff. I was also cool. still dancing. I grew up dancing. I was a dancer. That's all I ever wanted to be okay, was a dancer. Okay, then. You didn't yeah, say you know? nothing, girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, gotcha. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted to do. Like, cool. at the time when I was growing up, you know, Janet Jackson. Yeah. Man, her music yeah. videos. I was like, oh, I'm going to be her. You know <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, like, I'm going to do, 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 you know what I mean? Like, the whole, and now they're just video hosts. Right, 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 It's like, you were thought. I'm talented. Thought. Right. Right. And I found comedy out here. I'd been here to two and a half, two and a half years and found comedy out here. Gotcha. From New York. And then you came to L.A. and that's when you started stand-up. Yeah, started out here. And I thought I was going to move back to New York. I was like, man, forget L.A. Right, 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 right. It's hard to give it up though. Once you it's, get a little it's taste, it's hard. Of it. It's the weather. I'm telling the weather, you, weather, man. It's hard to leave it, man. It's hard. I was. Uh, I moved from Dallas, Texas, to New York. Yeah. And there is where you know, again, just those winters are brutal, and the snows all over yeah. the place, and the trains. It was just. It was too much. Yeah. So after the first year, I was like, I can't stay here. But it's a process in moving. But we finally you know, moved out here too. You know, New York is cool if you're if you're not from there because the thing about New York is well, at least this was my experience, it, mm -hmm. and I. When I lived there, it's interesting. I felt lonely all the mm. time. But I had a ton of friends. Right. 
And any night of the week that I wanted to go out dancing or whatever, right. like I could go out. Right. You know what I mean? And then I moved to L.A. And for whatever reason, I felt more comfortable being alone yeah. in L.A. And yeah. maybe it's just because things are more spread out and sure. whatever the case may be. But now I find myself craving New York. Like I crave you looking for your water. Oh, there it's it is. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what in the hell? Did I smoke meth early? What is that? What is my water? What's going you on? Caught that, you caught that uh, after effects right. of the accident. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so it, you know, it, I think now I'm like I crave it. I crave yeah. that energy. It's a different energy. It is, and the comedy in it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, New York was that's New York is where I started comedy. I'm glad that I did. There's mm. so many rooms and mics and Jamie places Roberts you can. and yeah, Smokey Suarez, and, Harlem. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I you went on tour with Talent. So yeah. He's, oh yeah, yeah Talent. Right I did his room spot too. Yeah, he was uh, up near. Uh, what is it, above Harlem? It's like another uh, uh, going towards a uh, Vermont or something like that. But uh, he had a room he, like upper. He has a new. He had a club. I don't. I don't know what's going on with it because I don't know what COVID is uh -huh. doing to New York right now. But he has a. It's just comedy club. Dope. Uh, I think it's in Rochester, if I'm not okay, mistaken. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I I love New York. That yeah. I, every time I go back to New York, it's a different vibe because I it feel is. like LA is so competitive. Yeah, yeah. Like the comedians, I feel like you're always even in a conversation. I feel like it's always somebody trying to one up somebody yeah. and egos it's and cockiness and Hollywood. And shit, yeah. yeah. And I go to New York, and if you're funny, now let me preface it with that: if you suck, you're right. you're gonna catch hell. Right. But if you're funny, right. They love you, right? And they love on you, and they right. they'll take you everywhere. I the first time I went, I met Kelly Kells, and I love her oh, yeah. so much because she was like, "Yo, what are you doing next?" I was like, "Going back to the hotel." She's <laughs> like, "No, you're not. Come on, we going to Queens. We going to Brooklyn. Yeah, you can hit some mics out there. Yeah." And yeah. so you know, thanks thanks to her, I was able to kind of see. And then I've I've just made wonderful friends out there, Brooklyn Mike and mm -hmm. just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just amazing, amazing people. And they really embrace you. Yeah. And I wish that was the culture here in LA because yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. real clicky. Yeah. See, I started producing the first couple of months I started comedy. I started producing shows. Yeah. So comics and just the community of putting people on and having more opportunities. It was rolling. But yeah, LA is definitely a place where it's about, you know, who you know and what you, you know, what you've done and yeah. kind of the, these little pockets that you try to have to find access to. But, you know, this is the perfect place to work, though, you know, yeah. with the weather and the environment yeah. and the conditions. So, yeah, uh, it's cool. For sure. There's so many opportunities. And and the thing is, is everybody wants it. Everybody's yeah. hungry. Yeah. So the, the great thing about being in L.A. is that there's always somebody that wants to work. Facts. You know, there's always yeah. somebody that's willing to be like, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah. You know, you feel like you met, you've built a pretty good community here of like friends and and uh, contacts, or have you just kind of got better at kind of taking things for what they are? And I think I take things for what they are, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not going to do right, it. Right. Um, I, I have a lot. I think I think that I I think that I can can safely say I have a lot of good relationships cool. and cordial relationships and solid relationships. Right. Would I say they're my best friend? Well, no. Sure. sure. No, and, yeah. and and I I censor what I say, and I'm careful, and it's professional. Right. But I also think if we're being real, there's a point in your career where that has to take precedence. Right. Right. You don't you don't see anybody in the height of their career just not right. you know what I mean just right. whatever I mean maybe with their close circle. Right. But generally speaking, so I just try to you know I always say that you should treat people the way that you want to be treated at the height of your career. Right. Because if you if you don't treat the person that's at the bottom the way that you want to be treated when you're at the top, you don't know when that person's gonna blow, Thanks. and you don't know when your career is gonna oh, man. hit the can and you back trying to look for an opportunity as well. Because right. this business one minute can have you here, the next minute you're trying to figure it out, and you go up and down and right. 
Yeah, you're right. So I always sit back and I, I pay attention to the egos and I pay yeah. attention to the cockiness and the arrogance. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, I see you. Yeah. You know, I see you for what it is. Right. And, um, you know, you so, keep it pushing. So, at the end of the day, I'm still a Carolina girl. You know right, what I mean? Like, I'm a Southern girl at heart. Like, I'm in a big city, but my heart is still very much where I'm from. And I'm right. still, like, I'm that very generous person. And yeah. I try to be, right. at least, you know. And that gets taken advantage of, of oh, course. Man. But yeah. I'd rather be that way than be the asshole that I can't stand to be around. Right. It's much easier know? to have peace and live with yourself and mm -hmm. have integrity than, you know, to be conformed and have these other, you know, interests. But anyway, yeah. that brings me to my next point. You, like myself, yeah. from the South, I'm from Louisiana. Hey. We have, you know, good food, <laughs> you know, good people. You can have friends and people come over, they invite you in, get some food, just that automatic love. Right. First thing, what you want to drink, what you want to eat. Right. Sit down. I got you what yeah. you need, you know, yep. whatever you need. It was, it was just automatic love. And we, you also went to New York. You also went to L.A. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been with my girl for years. We've been married, high school sweethearts. But, you know, from what I hear, the L.A. dating scene is crazy. Oh, it's awful. It's wild trying to meet people here. How it's do awful. you feel being a country girl that's used to? It's awful. Right? It's awful. Uh, uh. It's so awful because L.A. <laughs> is a city of quantity, not quality. Mm. So a man could message? have. A man, right, message. <laughs> just like, you know. Yeah. A man could be, be like, oh, why you? I get this all the time. Why are you single, Amber? I am single because where's the commitment? Right. That's it. Right. Where's the commitment? Yeah. I'm 37. You know, yeah. I want family. I want kids. I want marriage. And I think it's hard for many men not right. to not to crap on men. But I think it is hard to date a woman that is in entertainment. It is. Facts. I think it's very difficult, especially stand up, because we're on stage and and it's the after the show that a right. lot of guys don't think about. They think it's cool at first. Right. And then they come and they see, and it's that one guy that got too drunk at the show and right. wants to give you a hug and say something inappropriate right. in your ear, and he sees it, and then they're ready to fight. Right. It's too much. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I just try to stay focused on, you know, what's in my best interest and move in that direction. I feel like God will put the right person in my path. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I, I got to imagine. I know, obviously, yeah, I got female comics and friends, and that's the thing. You have to be with someone who's really secure and yes. really confident, maybe not even in the industry that's yes. just secure and just likes what you do and is down to support right. you. Right. So. They, they have to have their own – they have to have their own – thing right. like I'm a really firm believer in that like right. they they I, if, um, the minute a man is like oh I thought I'd like to try comedy sometime I'm like ah oh, we can just be friends you know <laughs> right, oh right. let me let me come let me come do open mic with you one night nah uh, we good we good yeah. oh who you know oh you know you know this person you know that person I'm like I'm good right even on even like because COVID social right. like trying to do the dating apps or whatever if if they ask me anything about my career which sounds really messed up mm -hmm. but I'm like okay I'm done right just write them off I don't. I don't want to talk to you. In terms of what, what, what have you been on, or can I follow anything you? Anything about my of? career. Wow. Anything about my career, because on my profile, I'm like, don't ask me. Right. Get to know me. I'll naturally tell you. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. to me, that's like, oh, you're fishing. You want to. You want something from me. Sure. You know. But if they're not in the industry, maybe they're just curious. They about always want to be. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! This is LA. This is they LA. Be. So you got to put your North Carolina zip code in and pull up the matches over there. You pull up some whole new matches. You know what I'm saying? I should there. do that. I they should go. do that. What is it called? The inner? What is it like? The the travel? Like when you traveling? You yeah. do like a travel? I don't know. But yeah, dating dating is cool. I mean, I've date. 
Here's the cool thing about LA. Yeah. I'll, I'll be real. I'm gonna sound pretentious as hell. For a second. <laughs> I don't mean to though. Yeah. But you'll meet people you never thought you would. I've dated NFL players wow. before. I've dated wow. R&B singers. I've dated wow. major producers. It, wow. it, not that I'm like tooting my own sure. horn, but growing up in North Carolina, I never thought I would. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You always have these types of options and being this right. cool. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, he's way outside my league. Right. And then you find out that you're not so outside their league. That's right. that's you know to stay to stay who you are in right. that. Because I know it's easy for people to get caught up in money and all Definitely. that. And Definitely. I don't know. For me, I just want a man that, that wants me the same way I want him, that wants to build the same way I want to build, that wants a family that, you know. So y'all y'all. There's are some out dudes there. out there listening right now. And she say, what now? She want a man that's going, all right. Cool. They just put a DM you tonight. So I was listening to. I know. Watch. To, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be you hitting know. you up like, yo, Charlie, why you pipping me why, out on your show? Right, right. I'm like, yo. Why did we go there? They was taking notes. What you want me to do? They was taking notes. <laughs> why? No, no, why? no, no. But obviously. There should be a comedian version of Bachelorette, I think. Oh, like the definitely. show Bachelor, Bachelorette. Definitely. I swear to God. Because comedians, most of us are single. Right. Most of us. Yeah. Like some are married. Yeah. But I think a lot of us are single. And, and I feel like that would be the best that TV show. That would be perfect. I know. I would love to see you it. Should be the host so of the that would be hilarious. You should be the host of The Bachelor. And we can get some candidates for And I'll be the host for The Bachelor. Bam! Right, there we go. Oh, that'd be dope. I can see that. <laughs> I get to filter through and I'll be like, all right, I want him, but he, she can have the rest. Right. Now, <laughs> now casting, please send your headshots, right. your height, right. <laughs> as well as your salary. I don't know what our requirements are. We'll fill <laughs> out. Send that email on to me and we'll see if we can get you qualified on the next episode of The Bachelorette. <laughs> Comedy edition. Com comedic Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, that should be live. You have to come up with a better name, but yeah. That should be live. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it'd be perfect. No, nah, it would. It would. It would. So it'd now we got this fucking pandemic. Obviously, yeah. it's threw off the, the, you know, the momentum that a lot of us have been building. Yeah. How have you been coping? I know for me, like, man, motherfuckers was talking about anxiety before, but damn, you know, <laughs> 2020, I was like, I feel it. It's on me. There it is. Yeah. You know, so the anxiety was there for me. I'm trying to figure out. I got to, you know, shit, I'm trying to keep together. The rent, we got to pay the rent. We stay, they still want the money? Why's why my landlord eyeing me? What's going on? You know, it's so much shit that we're trying to digest and work through. Um, how have you been dealing and coping? Are there any habits that you picked up? Or is there any? Uh, I'm eating. <laughs> eating. Yeah, we eating. I like mean, a moment. I gave yeah. that whole COVID-19. <laughs> Understand? I'm over here like right. we just covered this up. Right, right, right. Everybody, I know. I got yeah. some cookies in the in the dress room oh, too. Man. I, I've been it. snacking like my, my ass off, <laughs> snacking like a mother. I just um, it didn't hit me at first. At first, I was like, okay, this is a nice little break. I didn't think it was gonna be right. what it was. Right. I thought it was gonna be a month, and then oh, we back to work. Right. You know what I mean? But um, I worked out really hard the first the first few months and. I lost weight, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna be killing them! I'm gonna be bringing it!" You right. know what I mean? And then, um, and then it started to, you know, to keep dragging to go on. on. Right? It's like, damn, August. It's still <laughs> a lockdown. Right. Yeah, rants right there. Let me up. <laughs> right, right. So, um, you know, I work. I started thinking about projects because one piece of advice that that somebody gave me, and I'll never, I'll never forget this. Actually, I was in Philadelphia, and I was doing Warm Daddies. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Toure. Toure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Toure. And I remember um, after we did the show, we went over, oh, what is the name of the comedy club? There's a comedy club in Philly. I can't yeah. think of the name of it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but we went over there. Punchline. Punchline. Uh, went over there, and Kevin Hart was performing. Oh, snap. And so we all went backstage, and it was, and I know Kev from out here. Oh, so dope. this wasn't like the first time that we had met. Nice. And I remember Harry was back there, and a bunch of people were back there. 
Anyways, at the end of the show, Kevin comes back backstage and we're talking and he takes my phone, puts his number in and he says, when you get back to L.A., I want to have a meeting with you. Let's sit down. Because Turay had just said like, oh, I blew up the show, like did well, right? Yeah. So he's like, let's meet when you get back to L.A. Bet. Joey Wells and I, I've he's always been in my corner, like oh. since I first started. And, yeah. you know, Joey is Kev's yeah, yeah. right hand man. And so when I got back to L.A., I'm geeking. I'm like, yo, this is right. my break. You know right. what I mean? So I called Joey, and I said, Joey, Kev wants to have a meeting. What do I need to know? Right. And Joey goes, well, what you got? Right. And I was like, material? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, these jokes? What you talking about? Right. You ain't hear them? They ain't seen right. them? Right. Like, this is like five years ago, right? Right. I was like, I got these jokes. You know, he's like, well, what else you got? I was just right. like, I mean, I, I want... To right. do blah, 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 right? right? Well, have you done it? Mm. No, not yet. So I wouldn't take that meeting just yet. Mm. So that came back full circle during COVID. I was like, let me take the time that now that I have it. Because the years prior, I'm on the road. So you think right. you're going to have the time when you're in the hotel, but you don't. Right. Because when you get back to the hotel, you're reviewing your set from the night before. Right. You're trying to get some kind of sleep because you got to get up at 4 a.m. to do media at 5 a.m., and then you're doing all that in the morning. And then in the afternoon, you probably have lunch with whoever you're on tour with. Right. It's always something, right, right, right. right? So you really don't get as much done as you would think. So I said, okay, let me get this done. So I started writing, finishing up my book. I wanted to write a book uh, about how I grew up um, because it was not roses. And I don't have a relationship with my family and so or my parents, I should say. Mm. And so I, I wanted to get into that. And I do get into it with my comedy. Um, so I did. I, I started doing that. It's with an editor now. Nice. So hopefully that'll Congratulations. be. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. That's beautiful. Thank you. And yeah. then, you know, we all are always writing. T I think every comedian is writing TV yeah. scripts at some point. So I had a couple of scripts that I wanted to finish, and I did that. Nice. And then um, I launched my show. I had been, for the last couple of years, <clears throat> I grew up in a musical family, mm -hmm. and I moved out here with an amazing musician. And um, it kind of my circle, aside from comedy, has always been these amazing talented musicians and I always said that's kind of my my niche mm -hmm. like my wheelhouse I know a lot about music and I also play instruments and I also sing oh dope and so if you don't get your talented ass up <laughs> off the stage yo who's next get, this, get your ass out of here girl so but these are things that I never put on stage with comedy they were gotcha. things that I always separate said, in itself I kept them separate because gotcha. I was always worried that if I mixed them I didn't I couldn't I hadn't figured out just yet how sure. to how to incorporate them sure. I just in 2019, before 2020, figured out how to start singing on stage gotcha. in a joke. Um, but that was the first time, and I was so nervous because I'm yeah. like, singing on stage is real different yeah. than telling a joke. I heard your joke too, the Erica Badu, yeah. and that's like another track. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. That's you just saw funny. It? Uh, it's funny as shit. There was some, oh, so who was the, the, one, the first one you made note about? Uh, Lizzo. Lizzo, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That shit slapped. Yeah, that was yeah. dope. Yeah, oh, thank shit. you so yeah, much. Good shit, good shit, good shit, good shit. I'm so happy you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I wanted to put to I wanted to to kind of there's so much overlap between the music community and comedy and and just other artists in general, photographers. There's so much overlap, right. but for whatever reason, we never seem to come together right. on this kind of a platform. Right. And so I said I want to put together a show. So I did. I finally did it. And now it's Amber Brashear live. I just had my fourth episode last night with Matt Cusson, who um, has sang with Stevie Wonder, Christina Aguilera. Um, 
you name James Taylor. Nice. He, he just released a new single. So I did an episode with him. Um, I have Hannon Lane, who is Timbaland's right hand man. He was his protege in the studio. He's Shit. writing a song for Missy Elliott and Monica right now. He's coming on the show on the 30th. So I've just Damn, been. Let me get a freestyle or something, Brady, man. <laughs> let me feel like I'm me, me, me. Try to. <laughs> I just feel like I've been really blessed to get so. like these people that are really saying like, yo, we believe in you because they ain't got to do it. Right. You know what I mean? For them to come through and be like, yeah, yeah, Amber, I'll rock with you. And it's on Zoom. So, you know, right. it's not like we have a beautiful studio like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is, I'm doing everything. Producing right. it, directing it, cutting it, editing it, you know, whatever. Super fire. So. Super fire. You go, girl. Well, trying. You. It sounds, <laughs> uh, from, what, from what I get from you, first of all, kudos to you. Thank you. For making the best of everything that's been presented to you. For still having that heart with gratitude in it. Trying to make mm -hmm. a difference. So, man, I, I, I know that nothing but great things are coming Thank for you. Thank you. I you and too. Look certainly. at all you doing. Every time I look Yo. up, you doing something. <laughs> like Charlie Yo. Wilson TV. <laughs> it's, it's all a work in progress, you know. But uh, I think that that's, that's dope. And uh, I, I can't wait to see what else happens uh, for you. Because, I mean, there's so many different things that could really hit for you in terms of your writing or your show or your I comedy. So. so From your lips to God's ears. Yeah, so who knows? <laughs> I mean, if it was up to you, what where where would you like to plug yourself? On a sitcom, or is it touring, or uh, is it you know writing? This is such a hard question because the the artistic side of you wants to do everything. Sure, I have people always ask, "Who's your favorite comedian?" And I can never narrow it down to a comedian. Yeah. However, I have a favorite entertainer, and it's Jamie Foxx. Oh, and yeah. it's Jamie Foxx oh, because yeah. Jamie Foxx solely has his hand in yes. every aspect of oh this industry God. he could do every single right, thing right and have its own right. and he Singing, has acting me and my daughter have... love annie he did the annie it was awesome Yo. soundtrack bomb he doesn't have to have like yeah. he could just sing and yeah. have a full-blown career right. he could just do comedy have a full right. he could just act just direct just produce right. everything and so i've always said i want to have that kind of a career sure. where i can navigate and pivot in that way sure. but the bigger picture for me is i think that if you're blessed with the with the ability to to use your voice to create change that you should yeah. that's why there's certain artists that i really can't get behind because all they're talking about is smoking smoking weed or doing lines of coke or right. whatever bad bitch they were with. Right, you right, know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, you have this huge platform and this is what you're using your voice for. Fine for a few songs, but right. where's the one that gets deep? Right. So I really want to, you Message. know. Message. <laughs> I really want to, to you know, the charity work that I that I want to do. I, I that's that's the angle. I want to be successful enough that I don't have to worry about money, right. so that I can put my energy into these other things and the, and and the creative supports it well, because sure. I feel like you have to give back. What is your purpose? Right. If you're not doing something positive, that's why I talk about, I talk about racism. I talk about racial injustice on stage. I put my family business out there, which is so against what you're supposed to do being from the South. You don't air right. your dirty laundry, in right, the South, right, right. but I air all my laundry because how else do we grow? How do you feel like the South and home embraces you? Like, do you ever do shows near hometown or go visit hometown? And I, I get, like I get love. My yeah. parents are not happy. Yeah. Uh, my parents feel like I'm a disgrace and that I should be ashamed of myself. And that's okay. They're entitled to their opinion. They feel right. that way because I'm airing their dirty laundry. Yeah, right, right, right. But I was just you telling uh, C.P. when he was number before, like, they're, like, our story is like our superpower. Like, yeah. that's what m moves us. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what guides us. That's what led me to become who I am becoming. Yeah. That's that's such a significant part. So, and you have to draw from that. You right. have to because, you know, David Arnold, you know, is is the reason why I even got involved in comedy. Wow, and, shout out to David Arnold. Too. Yeah, yeah. Just brilliant writer and comedic mind. And 
he told me when I first started, he said, Amber, go home and write a biography. <laughs> he had me write a biography. I came back to him with 11 pages, and I said, I can give you more. He wow, said, no, bitch, wow. I just wanted two pages. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to so, David. David, check your DMs too, man. I think I hollered at David. I hollered at David ass. Yeah, that's what's up. So you have to draw from, you know, your life and, and, right. and you know, your pain is, right. is really – What's funny and growing up being in the South, you know, my dad threw the N word around all the time and yeah. um, he would say things that I just I didn't understand it. And I would ask him, why do you feel that way? And and the ignorance behind this yeah. mentality, he cannot argue right. a good reason of why he feels how he feels. Right. And and that just tells you a, a mindset that right. is ingrained. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that I learned at a very young age that this frame of mind is a choice right. and I don't have to be like that. Right. And I never have been. Right. And, and I get a lot of slight people like you do a lot of black clubs. Why do you always, why do you always, I get that all the time. Right. Like Amber's all, especially when I first started, because I would from only, the white, from the white, from everybody. Population. White or black, black clubs. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's and curious. And comedians what you too. No, right. why, why is Amber here? Right. And I always said, when I first started, I, primarily did urban clubs. And yeah. the reason I did that was because I said, you know what? I grew up with so much racial crap right, right. that I hate right. and that I want to see change. And I have this voice and I, I have power in my voice right. and I can, I can connect these people right. and these dots. Right. So let me go perform in front of the people that I'm advocating for. Right. Because right. the last thing I want to do is turn a whole group of people against me when, when I'm trying to rally behind and support and create change. Right. And so that's why I did it. And and it's also I think it's strengthened me because black people will let you know if you're not. If funny. you ain't funny, real quick, especially in New York, especially in Harlem, real home. quick, real quick. Right, yeah. right, right. So. White people will politely be. <laughs> <You know laughs> right, right, just no laughs. Good job. Just, right, right, right. Yeah. Have you ever had that moment? Fuck out of here, New York. They hit you with that shit. Fuck <laughs> right. out of here with the ten dollar ticket and right. shit. That's right. New York. Have you ever had that moment? Have you ever had that moment where you bomb so hard yeah. and and you got to stay for the meet and greet, yeah. right? And people come up to you and they're like, "It'll get better." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, was nice. I need to compliment somebody else. They're like, "Oh yeah, you was good too." It's like, get the fuck out of here. You just saying that. Right. From right here. In your One face. and only time that ever happened to me, I was in San Diego with Michael Collier, and it was oh, his yeah. audience. I just did his morning show too, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was his audience, and he brought me. I'm, I'm just gonna be real. Sorry, Michael. I'm telling, yeah. telling it what it was. Yeah. He brought me on stage. She's like, "I don't really know her. She goes to the same church as me, but you know." And so it's like his whole Damn. group, right? right? So I'm like, fuck. Right. So I get on stage, I do my time. I'm cool for the first like 10, 15. Yeah. And I'm still new at this point. Like I was right. five years in, but I thought I was the shit. Right. Michael was going to let me know I wasn't shit that night. Just like <laughs> Somebody that. in the crowd booed me. I went back and forth with the person. <sighs> I ended up finishing my set. It was fine. But then, but Michael only heard the boo mm. because he was backstage screwing around, doing right, whatever with right, the other right. comedians. So he came out and then just murdered me for 20 Damn. minutes. She did a whole set on how crappy I was. <laughs> right? The next comedian comes up, Michael comes out and does a whole nother 20. Oh, <laughs> shit. So I had to sit. So now, this has happened now. Three comedians have gone up. Michael's gone up in between. Now we at meet and greet. I got to stand there. I'm in the car. All these, I couldn't do it because <laughs> right. the, the, my, my right, I had to say, right, right. I had to say, you got you to gotta do this. This is part of how you grow. Of course. I swear, I stood there. I can't tell you how many people walked up to me and said, it'll get better, and just patted me on the back. And, and just head down, just like, right. it was a tough night. You right. know? Like, right, right, right. like, you know. Right. Like, you're we an had fun, member. baby. Like your shoes. They right. give you compliments on other right, shit. Right, right. Remember, I drove pretty. two hours crying all the way back to LA. Oh, it was wow. awful. 
Wow, that's dope. That, where you feel like you just get your soul punched. Right, right, right. I'm a little chin. You get the wind knocked out of you. Right. That's just like playing football. You be like, <gasps> right. All right. I'll be trying to be prepared. Let me try right. to get my shit together, man. But right. that's dope, man. But well, I love it. You, you know, it's, yeah. it's the it's the love of it, right? Definitely, There's man. There's so much reward because it's that one person that comes up to you and says, "I haven't laughed in months because my kid just died." Right. Or somebody got cancer. Right. We get whatever. those reminders. Yeah, and then you're doing. just like, ah, oh, okay. Most definitely, yeah. man. Well, I, I certainly appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. To come. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Yeah. So nice to meet you. I'm sure we'll continue to cross paths. Yes. Please let the people know where they can follow you, how can they can keep up with you. Yeah. Uh, what else uh, they need to look out for? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. It's a long Most time up. in the making because we've been in touch for other projects. Most so up. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Amber Brashear. It's B-R-A-S-H-E-A-R. Facebook, same thing at Amber Brashear. And um, the show, Amber Brashear Live, yes. is streaming live on YouTube. And then um, I have Patreon as well, Patreon slash Amber Brashear. Uh, YouTube is Amber Brashear Comedy. So spell, if you just, spell Bruce Shear so the people be, can get Okay, so think about like bras, right? Like B-R-A, bras, and sheer, but not like sheer, but sheer, bra, no, yeah. sheer. B-R-A. All the dudes at the S-H. house like, what's you saying, bra? Because <laughs> I started thinking, I was like, well, if it was S-H-E-E-R, that would right. be great, but it's right. not. Right. So B-R-A-S-H-E-A-R. For shizzle. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> gotta love her, man. Thanks so much. Big shout out to Emma for coming through, man. It's been another... Amazing episode, Laugh After Dark. I've been your boy, Charlie Wilson. This is Do Tell with Laugh hey. After Dark. We'll see y'all next time, baby. You know how we get it. <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody that's been liking and sharing and subscribing to the site. Yo, the feedback has been amazing. Comedians, stop hitting me up. I can't get everybody on, baby. Hey, if you haven't already, stop what you're doing and like, subscribe, and share. Hit that, hit that little bell right there. It's right, it's, look, it's right there.